Hello everyone, I'm Dane Gentry. How's everyone doing tonight? I hope everyone's doing well. It's been a little bit since I've been on here. Uh, the beautiful Miss Beth is going to be joining me here in just a second. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about being under attack in the world and, and uh, uh, how things happen and um, why they happen. Um, I've always said that whenever we are trying to do what's right, um, the devil himself tries to attack us even harder. And um, we have to learn, train ourselves even maybe on what we're supposed to do um, when these things happen. When these things happen, God is, is looking for your, your, the reassurance that you know he's got you, really, is what it's all about. It's all part of faith, um, all these different things. Because that's, I can promise you this, whenever, especially someone like me, when you're living the kind of life that I live, that I did live and um, ripping and running and doing drugs and, and doing all the things that addicts do, we are walking hand in hand with the devil at that time. And um, when that happens, the devil comes at us even harder because he doesn't want to lose us, basically. Uh, he doesn't want to lose his right-hand man, man or woman. Hey, baby, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Okay, um, so I was saying that what we're going to talk about is how when you feel under attack, what these things mean um, and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to handle it or train ourselves or, or whatever the case may be, or whatever word you want to use and what we're supposed to do in those times. And um, how we cope. Yes. How we, how we react to yes. is the big, is the big thing um, because that's what God is looking for from us. He's looking for, not that he needs any reassurance, but he wants to see the growth in us. And to I know like, that, sorry, go ahead. I, I like to use the words respond and react. Um, because for so many years I reacted and I can still fall back into that pat pattern to me. Um, react almost has a negative, um, connotation to me because of, I, I didn't respond well. I reacted. Um, and, and it was a, it was emotional to me and it wasn't always in an adult manner to me so i like to say like how i respond now because to me react this is this is just me because how i when i say the word react it makes me think of something negative and my, how my behaviors used to be yeah i, I agree um, with that you know the thing is is that not you some but me like the life i was and you've heard me say this a million times but when I was out there ripping and running and doing the things and living the way that I did, I was walking hand in hand with the devil. And so when I am changing my life and, and getting closer to God, he doesn't want to lose you. And so he attacks harder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, you got to remember it's, it's all about the spirit and the spirit world. And that's where it all comes from. It's free choice. And in those thoughts, when we <clears throat> are having free rent in our heads, basically we're letting all the evil roam around inside there. And so mm -hmm. when that's happening, our thoughts, are only on negative and bad things. And so that's where those reactions a lot of times come from. If we <coughs> guard ourselves with the full armor of God, as it says, um, then we, we stop those attacks a lot of times. And it can be as easy as, as saying Jesus's name, quoting scripture um, or whatever it may be, or just praying or just kind of smiling and laughing. It's hard. It's a very difficult thing to do, but um, you, that's how you can tell like people that are really truly walking in the spirit man they just have this man they just know everything's going to be okay you know no matter what um, yeah just we just know. actually heard somebody say the other day um like you got to start rebuking satan before you even get up out of that bed <laughs> yep. because he's ready to attack and the closer you try to get to god you know he's on you um harder than ever and when you're when you're there and when you're in that faith, and I told this story too, I think the day about I was going for pro or whatever, and I had just gotten a lot of trouble um, just a couple of months before it. Um, it. I got, you know, some of the worst charges that you can get inside there. It was a cell phone, a knife, and then an assault on an offender. And so um, I'm in a white uniform, which means max. And I was in what's called the SMU program. All that is is a new way for them to max you out in the state of Tennessee without calling it max because of all the new laws on it, but they still do it. Um, but anyway, um, and so that's unheard of that one, that you even get to go up for parole while you're on that and two, that you're going to get it. And so I'm sitting in there in this white uniform and the guy's doing my pro hearing 
and he says, uh, I want you to take it. They call it CBC class or something like that. Cognitive behavior is what it was. And uh, I looked over at the IRC guy and I said, what did he say? And he said, he said, he's giving you parole. And, but the, what I'm getting at with that is, is that you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to make parole. Uh, yeah. I was in that, I was in that place. I was in that spot of where, man, I was walking with so much faith and faith, excuse me, faith. And that's where I want to be. Again, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I, I try. Uh, I'm not there completely, but I, I do the best I can. I think I'm doing a lot better than uh, I definitely have in a long time. And, well, um, I'm going to tell you this and you already know this, but for anybody that, that hears this, I was raised in church all my life. I'm, I'm 52. Um, my parents were, you know, devout Christians. They were good to the core. They, my dad's passed. My mom's still here. Um, but I had a very amazing upbringing compared to a lot of people. And I was raised in the church, but you're the one that taught me the word faith. And you know, this, um, many years ago and you still teach, teach it to me. And I've never to this day met anybody like you that when you know that, you know, that, you know, it always happens. And that, and I admire that about you because you have that faith and it is so true. Um, about how you you will tell me don't even speak that don't even think that don't even put those negative thoughts in your mind speak this and know this without a doubt and every time i go to you and i'll say what do you think about this and you'll be like i know without a doubt it's okay it's gonna be okay god's got us and it every time it is it's amazing to me yeah. so i thank you for that because um it, it it does make a difference um sitting there and and worrying about everything it does nothing but cause anxiety and stress. Um, and when you have that faith and know that God's got you no matter what, because he does. Yeah. And it's that's, huge. That, and that's what you got to have. That's the whole thing. That That's that faith thing. That's what it really means. That unwavered, like when Jesus is talking about the faith of a mustard seed, what he means is that being that small, but it's just because you have that unwavering faith. Uh, there's no, no one can tell you anything different. You know, you know, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, and it is, and because you have that faith, and that's where you want to be. And when you, when you have that, it's amazing just how so many things, whether it be traffic, which my God, if you live in Nashville, man, anybody that can put up with the traffic is is a blessing because it's it is what it is. But it's just all those things. It can be something so small or something so big, just like the things we got going on in our lives with these sober living homes. You know, I know that I know that I know. I've knew mm-hmm. from the beginning where we needed to go with it. And I, I feel that, that it's opened up now the door and um glad, glad you're here, Bobby. Thanks for coming. Um, and that's what we're going to do, but it's all, that's what it's all about. And as these things go on, you know, little things, you'll see little things that you think, Oh, but it's just, all that is, is the devil. All you got to do is keep pushing forward, man. <laughs> keep going. Um, things are not always going to be the way that we picture them but it's not going to be far off either. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I, Hey, I'm gonna come up with these numbers to pick the lottery. That's not what I mean. Right. I mean, with, I mean, with when you're doing good things for the right reason, they're going to work out. Yeah. It, it just is. I mean, that's the way the world works and it's, and it's energy. People call it. And that's true. The energy is just, that's what it's all about. You need nothing but positive energy around you because negative energy, it just kills your, your mojo. Yep. Um, and, ev- and everyone around you too. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we want to uplift people, not not bring them down too. Um, and you know, I've been going through some stuff lately, and I feel like I've been under attack um, a lot lately in many areas in my life. Um, and I've I've had to pray a lot and rebuke Satan, his enemies, all that lately. And I wanted to just say this one thing I, I had mentioned to you about. I listened to a Christian radio station, and um, I remember, you know, before we had even started talking, you know, really about getting this uh, sober living home going, it was kind of on the table. There was an opportunity, but we hadn't, you know, completely jumped in yet. And I remember hearing um, something on my radio station that said, what's the difference? How do you know when it's God's will and when it's your will? And and it really hit me and I was on my way to work and I lead groups at, at work and I work in, um, for people that don't, they don't know me or whatever. I, I work in addiction. I, uh, I, I lead groups in different topics and things. 
and I actually brought this up in, in group, but how do you know the difference? And I remember um, one person spoke, but the person that brought it up said the difference for him was you don't have to work so hard at, at making it work <laughs> that God provides it for you, that it's a little bit easier. Um, that was, you know, he said he had an opportunity that was an opportunity he felt of a lifetime, but it was something that he really wanted. Um, and his dad had told him, Hey, you know, they kind of had a conversation. He said, I'm not sure, you know, this is, this is it for you. And it was a radio job. It was be his first, um, DJ job. And he, he, it was just everything he wanted. And he said he ended up turning the job down and, and three months later, the radio station completely shut down. Um, so as much as he wanted it and wanted to do it and it hurt him to, you know, made him kind of sick to say no to that because it was his dream job. It ended up that it wasn't the right thing for him. I wish we could like open this up to, to people to talk because I, I'm interested in what people think about, about that. What's what their take on what is God's will and be, between that and what our will is. We can, because, if, it, if somebody wants to call in, they can call in. I, I can yeah. let them in. Um, yep. If you want something so badly, you feel like it's for the right reasons, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you believe so much that this is what it's supposed to be, but it ends up it's not. No. And you have to look at the overall everything. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. What I'm, what I'm talking about there, and even from the the beginning, the immediate, the two weeks, even I think that person even knew, you know, we were probably going to go a different route, really, to be honest about it. Um, and the, and the, and we are, and and I feel like we found the way to go. I really do, because um, everything just fits, and that's yeah. that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like, yes. people call it people call it roadblocks. I call it a speed bump. You just had to <laughs> slow down. You just had to slow down just a minute. Yeah. Take a look around and really look at everything overall. And when you do that, you'll get your answers and stuff. And, you know, I feel led and pulled to that area. Um, and I have from the beginning, uh, immediately from the beginning, I did. And <clears throat> and I feel that with everything we find out today that, um, yeah, Bob, we all do. We all need to slow down sometimes. We get in a hurry. I'm, man, I'm very bad about it. I used to be really bad. I mean, I would try to get sober and I'd get in a big hurry and it's just because I feel like I wasted so much of my life and I have, I, I have wasted right. so much of it and that's what it is really. And now I'm older and it's like, man, you know, by lifespan that what they say, which I'm gonna live way longer than that, but, um, I don't have, you know, 20, 25 years left or something. And I've done right. screwed up the first 48. And so that's where I get in a hurry. And, um, but I have somewhat slowed down now and I see all this stuff taking place and, and it all working out. and it's going to, it's going to be amazing. I feel even better about it now than what I did uh, for several different reasons why, but we'll talk about all that privately, but you know what I'm talking about. And right. The, well, the I reason. think it was, I think it was interesting what he said, because the first um, person that spoke, you know, on there, she's like, well, I go, I go to God in prayer. You know, I consult people that are, you know, my friends, you know, in faith and all that. I liked everything that they said, but it really hit home, you know, when he said that, um, that things just kind of fall, start to fall into place. God makes things happen um, because we're weak. He is strong. He's He wants us to go to him. He wants us to rely on him. We When it's God's will, we don't have to manipulate things. Um, you know what I'm saying? We don't have to, to do all this hard work. Things just start to fall into place. Like the last few pieces that you, when you're putting a puzzle together, you have the last few pieces and it's just, they go right into place. Without a doubt. Um, things just, and things, when you do that, and when you finally hit that final uh, puzzle piece, you sit there and you look and go, man, look how amazing things are now. And had I stayed on the route that I was going to take, man, there's going to be a lot of work involved. There's going to be all this and it never would be up to, you know, our standards, I guess, or the way we wanted things to be or that we feel that we want them to be. And God opens up them other doors. And when he does that, that's, and when them things happen, first and foremost, the first thing we should do is praise him, which we should do that anyway. And that's what every day, that's what, you know, NA and AA and all the A programs is all about. They're all about gratitude and gratitude is a huge, is huge because no matter what we got going on in our life, we can wake up every day and find some things to be grateful for. Um, 
it's it's really pretty easy to do if we do it really um it really isn't we it's things that we even take for granted um even when the light the power goes out we don't realize you know um having clean water um just it's uh, having four walls having you know a place to go to be warm having just somebody in your life that cares about you it's it's such it can be it seems like such small things but they can be so huge um when you have to go without them you don't really realize how much things that we take for granted and i always before i get out of bed i got in this practice it was a church sermon on gratitude and it was and i've done this ever since i don't even get out of bed anymore my mind is already going thank you jesus that i woke up another day um that i ha you know have the opportunity you know thank you for my children um no matter what's going on thank you you know that i have breath that i i have legs to walk whatever it is that i have vision that i can hear that i have transportation that i have food in my home it's all these things and and it puts you in a different state of mind when you start that your day that way because life comes at us and it comes at us hard um and people don't respond the way that we want them to all the time people you can be on the road and people can upset you just driving down the road but when you start your day in that frame of mind with the attitude of gratitude it truly does for me make a huge difference in my day without a doubt objection uh, bobby um you know that's kind of, I mean, think about the world. There's people who don't have electricity, don't have running water. Um, and, um, uh, you know, uh, all these different things, but a lot of them don't want it. You know, these people live over in these jungles and stuff. They ain't never even seen a computer, man. They ain't never even seen a phone. And sometimes I, sometimes I don't wonder if they may be the smart ones. They don't have all this to worry about, but so many different things. And just driving down the road, man, we drive down the road and we see the people where, you know, in this country, there's a lot of homeless. And, uh -huh. um, now, some uh, uh, do choose to be that way. I will say that. Uh, as we know, I've met a lot of homeless people. And when I say choose, um, yes, addiction and different things are keeping them out there, but they have opportunity uh, to, to change it and to come out of it. And some okay. just don't. They just don't, you know, they're content on what they have, which is really nothing. But at the same time, they have nothing. When I say they have nothing, they have nothing to worry about, really, other than getting their drugs or, and staying um, warm and dry. And that is a big thing. If you have never been homeless, I have been. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been out there. Um, and so um, hold on, I'm answering this question. Um, it, it sucks. I couldn't imagine. um being out there for years and I know people that have been out there now I mean what 15 years um and they're just content on what they have and but what you will find is that nobody talks about God out there nobody is you know hey man up praying and um uh, uh, or any of that and so um uh there are homeless people in England too yeah I think they're, they're all over the world by the way I mean and I, I saw a thing it was used to be that 95 percent of all opioid uh, induced drugs came to the United States of America. Now it's only 79%. And so it's, it's growing all across the world. And what I didn't know, I didn't know that fentanyl actually hit up in the UK and, um, Canada first. I saw a thing about that. I didn't know that. And it kind of ravaged me there. Wasn't aware of that either. I wasn't either. I watched a video about it and I saw it. And, um, uh, and so, uh, it's you all know, sad. homeless aren't all, aren't all you know um they don't all suffer from uh drug addiction um and this is something because you know when i was at my one of my first churches uh we did the called room in the inn and they would there was like 12 men that would come and every saturday there was a different team of us that would come and prepare meals and we'd have clothing laid out. They'd, you know, have a good meal. We'd have movies, play games, whatever. I didn't really, a lot of people would look at that, look at people as that homeless as they were just lazy, um, you know, didn't, didn't want to, didn't want to work, whatever. And I learned a lot about that too. Um, of course, there are a lot we know now that are, that do suffer with, with addiction issues that are out there and, and mental health um, issues. But I learned a lot about it and it really started with, 
somebody would lose their job. If you don't have family to help you or friends to help you get back on your feet, there's not a whole lot of places to turn to. And I know in the area that we live in, they're overcrowded. But it would start with that, and then they're reduced to living in their car. And then if you have a car payment and you don't have a job, then you're not, then you don't even have a car um, to to sleep in. So it, it isn't just about all the homeless just all having you know drug addiction issues. It does it does start with something as simple as just losing your job, and um, and then you don't have a a place to live, a place to shower, a place to get clean, and then trying to get a job. Um, going in, not having clean clothes and not, you know, looking clean, it makes it very difficult. So it I does. just wanted to mention that that one part of homelessness, too. It's it is. You're right. And that does happen. Um, and a lot of times that's that's the there. That's kind of a different thing. Like you see people who, um, like you said, living in a car and um, but they're still trying to get jobs. And there's 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 two different kind of three different kind of homeless, really. And then we have the mental aspect as well. Um, and these people are what we need to be, um, reaching out and trying to help more also because, um, you know, just like in prison, all they do is want to medicate them and that does absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. for them. That does nothing. I mean, they slow them down so much that there's, there's nothing they can do. Um, um, yeah. And we've got, uh, you know, what did we, how much was it? 95, 75 million or something that was just given to this, but, but then, the people that are getting the money, is it really getting to the actual homeless community to help them? No, no, it's not. It's going into someone who owns a motel or something and decides to renovate it and let them live there. And then yeah. it, just become, it becomes a haven of crime and, and more drugs is really what it does. Mm. Uh, and I've seen that too. And no, it doesn't. It goes into a lot of the politicians' pockets. Not all. I don't know any politicians myself personally, but um, what I see in the world today, I mean, that's, I mean, you how are these people that are making a hundred grand a year worth, you know, $250 million. I mean, it's not, don't take rocket scientists to figure it out. Um, But anyway, yeah, it doesn't, it it never, it never goes to where it's supposed to go. And then even, and this is where we're different and we're going to be different at, even when, you know, people start these places or whatever form, all it is is about the money then and they're just run, run down slum lords or whatever you want to call it. And there's nothing there for them other than they have a, a place to stay and it's just pretty much as, as nasty and, as, and dirty and trashy where as being homeless and then people are pocketing all the money it's not going to them either um, and even in some cases they force them to work and and do all kind of different stuff so it's just really bad um, when we could take you know we're just <laughs> ukraine's been in the news a lot you know what we could do with that money and not just you know that our military i mean so many different things that money could go to uh, that it doesn't, and we send it all out here. Just like I saw a guy saying, we don't have the money. What are we going to do? Print it and and borrow it from um, uh, China again and, and be. Um, let's see, I've been considering getting into politics. I think I'm self-centered enough. Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, um, probably so. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, it's it's. There's a lot of huge problems that that we don't want to talk about or that people are naive about or that just really don't care. And that's another problem in this country. What we want to do is um, we want we are self-centered. A lot of people are and we don't realize that, man, you know, one false turn and it could happen to you. And when it happens to you, you know, it's it's not a joke. It's not funny anymore uh, when it happens to someone else. You know, we can. Uh, I'm getting aggravated, but we can we can laugh and, and joke and say whatever. It's not funny. There's not one fucking thing funny about it. So, you know, because people live these, you know, these lives because mom and daddy give you a trust fund or whatever it is. You know, you ain't never experienced what it's like to go to bed hungry at night or whatever it is. Uh, it's not funny. There's not nothing funny about it. But anyway, so um, just like that. There you go. See how we, we started the show talking about how we become under attack and, and there it is and um and so um oh man let me see something here uh, all good go. so where did you when where did you like we talked about earlier um i was raised in church um you were not where when do you remember really learning about faith and what faith was in prison or faith um, is in prison it started out um I blocked him. He's gone anyway. But anyway, I, it started out um, really and truly 
I yeah, I was trying to. I was. I didn't know how to get off here to tell you. Just don't even respond because it's some people. Yeah, they're just I saw. Sick, so. when he, when he put, <laughs> yeah, when he put that up there, he pissed me off. But anyway, hey Bella, I think you left already. Sorry, I seen you come on there. And then um, R F I D I M R Z. How you doing tonight? Um, I remember praying, <clears throat> even in in some of my my darkest times, man. I I remember praying, and um, uh, I don't know why. Like I said, I I remember. I remember my grandmother having a Bible, and I remember um, going to church like on Easter and things like that. But it was never talked about anything like that. And then when I was sixteen, I went to that group home, and um, uh, there was a pretty girl, and so they went to church. And so I decided I wanted to go to church, and so I did. And <laughs> it's always uh, a girl. <laughs> it's always a girl, and so I, I went. And uh, that's kind of a crazy story. There, there was these two guys there that claimed to be devil worshipers. And of course I was like, whatever, you know, that shit ain't, ain't nothing. But this, this whole little scenario happened and some stuff went on and I was like, man, maybe that stuff's kind of true or whatever. But so we were going to this church, Green River Baptist church. I'll never forget it. And, um, decided I wanted to be saved and baptized. And so me and him went in there and we sit, we're sitting in the office with the pastor and, um, he's saying these prayers and things. And I look over and this dude is crying, raindrop tears and i'm just like man i don't feel anything and i was like i don't, I don't know what this is but yeah the dude, the dude really had the devil in him uh, long story short uh, not for time i won't go into uh, everything that happened but they did some stuff one night man and it was real um it was definitely real i saw it that was my first real experience with seeing the devil besides seeing it in other people's actions and stuff like that but um and so that was really my first experience with it but i remember I had like the fire lit up under my ass, as you, as people say, and I was, would talk about it and I got my mom to go to church with me one time. And then <clears throat> she told me a couple of years after that, that, um, she thought it was weird. And I was like, man, you know, um, never got a lot of, um, of, uh, support there, but she, she did end up getting saved and all that before she passed away, which is good. But, um, and so the, yeah, that was my first experience with it. And then, um, what really, what really got me, um, really, truly thinking about it hard was, um, I know a guy who was evil. I mean, I, that's about the best way I can put it. And, um, he went to jail, man, and he gave his life to God and he never turned around. And I was like, man, if this dude can do that, uh, there has to be something to it that's real. And, and this guy still, I guess he does. I haven't been in Wendy County Jail in a long time. Thank God. I mean, knock on wood. Um, but he, every Monday night he would be there and he would be singing. And every time he would see me, he, he's a big guy and his hands was big enough to wrap around your head. And anyway, he, every time he had a real deep voice like mine, and he'd say, when you going to come home and join me. And, um, cause I think he, I think he felt bad about the, some things in my life and the, and the road I took, cause he was kind of part of all that stuff. But, um, he did, he did, and he's still a man of God today. And, that man got out of all kinds of stuff. I'm not saying, you know, you can got to get you out of everything. I do think we have to pray, pay for things sometimes, but he knew he had somebody that was really going to work with him and for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, the man is an awesome, awesome man today. Um, still is. I'm sure I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen him in a while. I would like to go see him, but we've talked about that before, but, um, and so that, that was another kind of, um, a little fire under my butt, but really when I truly started reading the Bible and stuff, I, uh, this guy gave me a Bible and it was called the book of Yahweh. And it's just, it's just, just like a regular Bible, except it has the proper name of God in it. I think, and that's what I think the proper name of God is, is Yahweh. And, um, it, um, and this guy walked by me and he said, what do you know about that book? And I looked at him and I said, absolutely nothing. And he said, well, you're going to learn it. And I said, all right. And so, um, I did, I just started, reading it and studying it because not long after that, I had a lot of time on my hands and I said by myself for a long, long time. And, uh, for about six years, that's all I did. Uh, it's not all I did, but I mean, you know what I mean, what I did. And then, so I got the proper, uh, things to help me read it and truly study it. Um, because we, in my opinion, we can't just read the Bible and understand it because you can't, because there's so many different uh, mistranslations and, and, and different things that have went on and, um, and you know, but at the end of the day, if you read the Bible and you look in the world today and all the things that go on, the Bible talks all about it. And these are people from, 
thousands of years ago who had no kind of technology and all these different things. And for them to be right, you know, it says a lot and, um, and they are right. And, um, and even they've come so far as, uh, you know, they, these, these people go over there, these archaeologists stuff go over there and they're finding all, all this different stuff and, um, all the stuff's in the Bible. Um, and you, they tried to burn every Bible at one time and get rid of them, couldn't do it. And, and that's another reason why God started and said from the beginning to study, to study it and, and, um, plan it in your mind because if them things happen, then you, you've got, you've got the Bible. And, um, uh, and so, um, that's what, that's how it all happens. And so people remembered it and the Bible's yeah. a powerful thing, but it's also about your relationship with God. Go ahead. Well, I know you, you know it well. And like I said, I was raised in it, um, for <laughs> 52 years now and you know it way better than I do. And, um, I'm, I'm still learning, trying to, it's a very hard thing to interpret, um, and trying to study it. And, um, one thing I know is I spent a lot of time teaching instead of when I probably should have been learning myself as a teenager, I was put in like roles of teaching like the three and four year olds in church, the, you know, the basic, basic stories and, you know, Noah's Ark and, um, Daniel and Lion's Den. Um, but some of these stories have like really like rung true to me later in life about what faith is. And, and those are, those are two amazing stories and, being told to, to, you know, build this ark, um, that this is coming and thinking what, you know, and then, you know, Daniel in there and he shut the mouths of the lions. Um, how many of us would have that kind of faith? Mm, that's not many. And there's others. You're right. And to, just to, to, do, to move when we're told to do something that just seems completely Asinine. This is insane. <laughs> this makes no sense. But he's telling you to do it, and and they do it. That's when and, the excuse me. I'm sorry, cut you off. That's when the huge blessings come, and when we do that, when we move, when God tells us to, you know, it, it could be it could be something that feels so foreign. Or see, the human mind can come up with everything wrong with anything. That's what we do. We automatically want to say this is wrong this is, instead of just trusting and believing. It's a hard thing to do, honey. It's hard, but mm -hmm. if we do it, it's amazing what happens. Um, I let that guy. I let that guy aggravate me really bad. I'm not gonna lie, but I know um, that. Um, again, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, and that's just another example of <laughs> how he knows how to get to us. How Satan, the enemy, knows how to get to us. So we we can't play into it. I know it. it. It's just you know. We don't respond. People, we just people, normally don't even. I wouldn't even respond. I was. I didn't know how to put it on here, but I wouldn't even respond to you know, I know people like that. So I know how to respond. All right, but the thing is, is that we need more love in the world, man, and we just don't have it. And that's what you know. America has become. I, me, I like older stuff. I like to read about stuff, and I, I read about even in the Great Depression, just how everybody helped everybody. Matter of fact, what's to happen today? You imagine what it'd be like. It's just, yep. and that's the way it was. Nobody had anything. Nobody had nothing, but everybody had love, and they had God, and and that was enough. You know, nowadays if we don't have a three hundred dollar pair of shoes on, and I, I, hey, I'm one of them too. I like the expensive shoes myself, and all these different things. But, but if we think back to simpler times when things were a lot different, things were a lot better because God was in everything. God was everywhere, and God oh. was was everything. I think technology has hurt us a lot. I'm one of those that kind of like old school and um, technology has done a lot of, it's, it's done a lot of good mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but it's also done a lot of bad in, in my opinion. So it's helped, it's helped us and hurt us. Uh, both things is really what it's done. Um, and that's kind of a catch 22, as they say. Um, but it's true. You know, in a lot of ways we need it. Um, but in a lot of ways it's hurt, you know, our, our kids today, I mean, just when we were kids, man, having an Atari was a big thing. And now, man, we got a computer in our hand everywhere we go. And um, our kids should be smarter. But, you know, what we do is we watch videos and stuff. And, and that's okay. We all need to be entertained. There's nothing wrong with that. But we also need to learn and, and know stuff. And, and a lot of times we don't. 
um, because we look at the wrong things and you know a fad comes along and everybody thinks it's the right thing and that's what happens and that's where technology's gone wrong and of course with um the predators and all that stuff has made it just so much easier for them to um, get at your kids and, and all these different things but um and somehow in some senses that it, it has helped because it's like news you know whether you want it or not it's <coughs> news that that we're not going to see when you turn on your news in the morning because all you're going to see on there is what they want you to see but um and all these different things but it's it's 50 50 i guess maybe i'd say honey i don't know um yeah. good and good and bad um you know bad in a lot of ways there's a lot of bad to it but there's a lot of good too um you know just the connection with people you know back in the day you had to wait on a rider to come along with a horse and bring you a, a letter it might take you six months to, yeah. to get the letter <laughs> you know where now we can we can go on our phone and connect with anybody all over the world and so all them things are cool but um yeah i think in my opinion there should be more regulations on and a lot of parents do, you know, on their kids, on what they do. And uh, get them outside, man, you know, doing what we used to do, you know. Well, that's a whole, yeah, get them up out of, yeah, that's a whole new thing. Well, all of us, too busy with our, our heads buried down in the phone, don't know how to make eye contact, don't yeah. connect to people. And I'm always big on talking to people, like make eye contact, at least smile at somebody, say hi, how are you, at least do that. Um we needed we need to get back to some of just the simpler things that make a difference um in people's lives can i read something of yeah. that i read recently about what billy graham said about faith since we were kind of yeah of course talking to, uh, you know about faith and, and god's will and um because he had said that you know when he was alive a lot of people had come to him asking what it is and what he said was faith simply means believing in something that is true and then committing it um, or committing our lives to it. And he said in the Bible that faith means believing in God and in what Christ has done for us to make our salvation possible and then committing ourselves to him. So basically faith has two parts to it. Um, and the first part is the belief that God exists, that he loves us, that he sent his son um, to save us. Um, it isn't a vague hope that God might exist. It's a definite belief that what the Bible says about him is true. And the Bible says, um, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And that's um, from Hebrews eleven six. But the second part, again, is the commitment. And that's a definite decision to not only believe in our minds that Christ can save us, but to put our lives into his hands and trust him alone for our, our salvation. And true faith not only believes Christ can save us, but actually trusts him to do it. And the Bible says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Um, so I just thought that was, I just wanted to say that because we kind of started, um, you know, talking about faith and, and what God's, God's will is. So um, he wants us to trust him. And, and my mom is, she's the one that she and my dad led me, you know, to Christianity and she worries more than, than anybody I know. And I, I don't know how to explain it to her. It was how you said it to me so many years ago. And I'll never forget it when you talked about faith to me and just believe, stop worrying because worry does nothing. You know, this it's it. We are living in tough times, and they're not going to be getting any easier. Um, I don't know what's in store for me tomorrow, an hour from now, any of that. But I know when I put my faith in God, everything is going to be okay, no matter what. If I I may have some horrific times to go through, but the thing is, I know that He's going to walk beside me and help me through it. And I don't know how I would get through anything in life now without him there and i hope go. that anybody that's struggling <laughs> if you don't believe to give it a try keep it simple but just try to know him and know that he loves you and cares about you and no matter what you're going through that he's walking beside you he's there for you and he's gonna make a way and there's times when i've gone through some things that i never thought i was gonna come out of or get through and people will say, well, it's the 11th hour. 
I mean, sometimes it was the 11th hour and the 59th minute, <laughs> but it came through. It Every always happens. Time. Never it let always, me down. Never. It always happens. Yep. That's it. Even me, when I was living <laughs> the bad life and doing all the, the junk I was doing, you know, not that I'm any better than anybody or, or things like that, but it was just like I always knew that God was right there with me. Um, and there was a reason for it. I mean, you know, I should have left this world when I was 11, that's many, right. many years ago now and, and all these things, but faith, man, and that's it. That worry, that worry, it like puts a roadblock. It will on kill. It will literally kill you. Worry will literally kill you. Without a doubt. Um, it will affect your organs and everything about you. And it will kill you if you stay in that. Um, so stress and worry, stress and worry is, uh, yeah. Is bad on, on every front. and But, you know, when you've been that way your whole life or that's all you've ever saw, it's like anything else. You have to basically train yourself not to do it. It's not easy. That's but, what uh, where you talked about earlier about that cognitive behavioral therapy comes in, in handy, too, because basically what that does is help retrain your brain, your thoughts, to positive thoughts. So when you have negative thoughts, you come up with something positive to replace that negative thought. And it's a practice. You know, people don't, people, things are not just going to just like come fall at your feet and life's going to change. You got to put some work and in, in effort into your life. Um, but that's, you can look up videos on that CBT, C, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and little short videos that will help you, you know, retrain your thinking from, from that negative, dismal, bleak, um, thoughts or whatever into positive. Yes, I can, because I do. You've helped me believe that. I do believe, I, you know, through God that I can manifest positive things um, with my thoughts and not focus on the negative and focus on the positive. Without but it doubt. does take work. Without a doubt. I mean, it takes work. But what you'll find is that it gets easier um, as we do it. And it's just whether it's training your mind or training your thoughts or, or whatever, but mm -hmm. you'll find out that life gets so much easier when you do that. Um, you know, you just even in the bleakest of situations, no matter what you're going through, um, when you can do that and just make a decision to have faith in God, make, just make a decision. Just try it out. Like you've told people, just try it. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe, just try it, try it for a week, see what happens. Your life will change. Uh, Tick Radio said hello, honey. Um, hello. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, you, when it's someone, you take someone, okay, you take someone who, um, I was watching that, the true story, or whatever, I can't remember the name of it now. It was a John Grisham deal where he went and did this deal in Oklahoma. There's this guy, and he's been in prison now for 35 years for, uh -huh. a, crime he, for a crime he didn't commit. Now, they've already proved this guy didn't do it, but for whatever reason, the uh, state of Oklahoma still won't let him out. They let one of them out, won't let him out. But when, every time you see this guy, and every time they did, he was praying. And they were talking about having faith. Now imagine being able to have that kind of faith through that and just knowing that God has a has a reason for it. And it was a reason why. And um, that to me is, is things we should see more of. And I believe, I, you know, I, I know that his rewards are coming in heaven. I can't, you know, answer why he's going through what he's going through, but he is a true servant of God. And that's what people are supposed to be seeing him. Um, yeah, it is crazy, Bobby. And for a crime he didn't commit, it was a whole ordeal where these detectives and stuff had put, he wasn't the only one. There was uh, four people total that they put in prison. Um, three of them got out, two of which have died since. But um, one of them still in there. Uh, and one of them is, was a charge partner on this guy. Um, they basically formatted this story and the guy said this, that, and the other, and they were letting him into it and they proved all this stuff, but they still let him out. But what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is that I believe that, you know, here comes this, this writer, John Grisham, who everyone knows. And so he decides to pick up the story. There's thousands of these stories in the United States, unfortunately, but he picks up this one. And the reason I believe that it was is because this is a messenger from God. This guy is there and he's talking about his faith and all these different things. And we're supposed to see that. And so, you know, I hope that the guy will get out. The last thing I seen on it was um, he was still in and the Supreme Court of Oklahoma or whatever, whatever reason they had um, won't let him go. And it's just because they don't want to admit um, that they were wrong. And the 
the detectives and the police officers that were involved in it, I think have since passed away. Um, one of the guys that got released, the, the detective was there testifying at this dude's hearing or whatever. He got out and the tech and the detective walked out and fell over there with a heart attack. Um, uh, hello there, Mr. Nigma. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're talking about God tonight. That's what we're on. We're talking about faith and, and, and all these different things we're supposed God's to have. Will. Yeah. God's will and all these different things. Um, we're going to be on probably about another 15 minutes. But yeah, thank you for coming by. Uh, we My show is usually a, about these kind of things or about sobriety and, and all these things. And um, like he said, nice. I like talking about God. We do too, man. We love talking about it too. And we wish more people would, Absolutely. would talk about it more. But we do it with no fear. And then nobody can tell us that we can't because we're going to do it. And Amen. We do it, we do it a lot. And, you know, Beth and I together are a power couple, a power of power. I said that real country, didn't a power couple. <laughs> that's all right. You uh, are who you are. <laughs> I am who I am. And, uh, you know, that's that's who we are. We're, we're kind of the perfect team. And when you, you find that in life, too, when, when you find that person that, you know, don't get me wrong, man, we, we've had a struggle. It's mostly because of me and the life I live. It's no secret. But and when you find that person and you make the perfect team, man, no matter you know what quirks a person may have or not have um you know man you better you better hold on to it especially in today's world you don't see it a lot but um yeah sorry y'all that are, t are sending me messages i'm terrible with technology i don't know how to like respond to each person so i apologize i'm trying to press it to respond i don't know what i'm doing but anyway you just kind of push on the you push on their picture right there. Take your little thing and click on their picture. And it, okay. I'm not good at it. I apologize. The at sign. And then uh, it, lets <laughs> you, it lets you respond directly to them. But yeah, um, in today's <laughs> world, if we could get God, if we could just get the people just to say, okay, you, you remember how they took the, the Ten Commandments out of the courthouses. If we could get just one town to put them back in and see the difference that would make in a year, people it would blow people's minds. But you know, people have let the devil win and we've let the devil win. Well, we've taken him out of schools, everything. I mean, I, I don't, we put him on the, we can put in God, we trust on money and things like that. But I, I don't understand why we don't fight back and say, look, why can't we keep it this way? And if you don't want to participate, that's fine. You don't have to, but to just completely eliminate it. I don't, I've never understood that. Fear not. That's right. Fear not. I go before you always. That's right. And it's exactly what, what Beth was just talking about. And that's what we've done. We've, we've cowered away. And I'm a big fan of Duck Dynasty and the Duck Dynasty crew. And, and Phil said he was talking to someone and, and he said, you know, you, you go up here and let these atheists take you, all this stuff out of the courthouses. What are you going to do when your son or your daughter standing in front of a judge? You got to remember God's not there. And so don't. <laughs> Don't invite him there now. You know what I mean? You don't run him out of there. And that makes a lot of sense what he said. And uh, for whatever reason, we have to uh, agree to all this nonsense. But uh, when it comes to God, but that just goes to show you, you know, in this world, uh, we have let the devil win. And again, it goes with so many different things. He, he rules so many different things. And, you know, I remember tv when we had and you can still find reruns and stuff like andy griffith and, and all these different things that were about family and you we just don't see them things anymore all we see is, is stuff about hey nick how you doing buddy um all we see is stuff about you know sex and murder and robbery and, and drugs and um and that's what people watch and then you have you have christian people that won't watch any of that stuff they they refuse to they won't even listen to secular music they will only listen to you know christian i don't listen music. to secular music anymore mine stays on our local K-Love um, radio station and you, and there's even things that are on TV that go against my faith that if I just see it, I'll turn the channel. To, I literally like watch the, the uh, food channel and, and I think Reba and mom, which is mom is a show about a, a daughter and a mother and daughter um, in recovery. Um, but there's so much I won't even watch anymore. It's just crap to me. Yeah, it is. And that's right. She's <laughs> golden girls or that's all she'll watch. And that's true. And like me. Yeah, come on up. You can you definitely uh, I'll let you I'll call you in. Give me one second. I'll send you up. Uh, Joel wants to come up and talk. He's coming. Yes, in. come on. All right. Nick, you can come up and talk too, but if you want to, I hadn't talked to Nick in a while. Hello. Hey Joel, how you doing? Hello. How you doing, man? Hi. Can you can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear you. Yes. All right, I'm trying to work it. So I am uh, I'm setting up a comedy podcast and I'm having a lot of difficulty navigating uh, my way through it all. So I was just kind can of... Um, trying- yeah, I can hear you. Oh, hey? Yeah, I can hear you, all right. <laughs> What's going on? I'm doing pretty good. You from uh, Australia? I'm from Australia. Ah, I thought I recognized the accent. What part? <laughs> Some difficulty there. Mm. Right. Sorry about that. So I'm not from Australia. I'm from Nashville. Uh, I'm Tennessee, from Melbourne Tennessee. in Australia. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So you guys like God, huh? You like talking about God. How is God in Australia? Is has God been taking out everything over there too? I don't think he can or if he can hear me. Well, I tell you what, God has been making his presence known here in the United States. People people are not paying attention to the signs. You have the West Coast burning. You got the East Sorry, Coast. Wait, are you talking about God? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you got the East Coast that's always getting uh, surrounded by water or rain coming. Or the rain's always pounding them on the East Coast and stuff. And here in the central, you know, we're central area, we're getting uh, droughts. You know, those are all three different signs about the God, about God getting mad at his people for not paying attention, especially in the West Coast. And, I mean, they're always on fire burning, and they always wonder why, what's going on, why, why us, why us. I'm like, well, geez, let me see. Out of out of everybody in the United States, your West Coast, y'all are probably probably the most offensive sinners there is in the in the country, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. That that's that's huge that you say that. You know, that's something that a lot of people don't want to say. But everything starts in California. Um, I mean, now they're letting your children go out there at the age of eleven. If your child can make it there, they can start having all these hormone therapies and it's just mm-hmm. crazy. And it, and it all starts in California. You're right. That's where it all starts. And, um you know, Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. There you go, man. I love that. You know your Bible. Uh, that's definitely right. You know, if if God doesn't do something about it, he has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, and we know God doesn't make mistakes. So um, that's not going to happen. And people don't see it. And that's why they have taken God and the Bible out of everything, because they don't want people to know the truth. And this is the people that work for the devil. Because if you read the Bible and and see what he done there, it's the same exact things that's going on now, and it is just overrunning our country, and um, that's why all these things are happening. And um, I don't want to really get on politics and stuff, but I just believe that that's definitely what's running the politics in this world is the devil, without a uh, doubt. Because without they, a doubt, y'all seen that? Y'all seen those videos about Taylor Swift? What she's been doing at her concerts? Yeah, I have totally disliked that girl for what she's yep. been doing at her concerts. And I don't understand it, man. She already had everything in the world. Why did she turn to that? That's the thing. The girl had more money than she's ever going to be able to spend. And they got her with, you know, uh, with that nonsense. And I haven't even told Beth this, but um, I had someone send me a message on on, uh, Instagram trying wanting to know if I wanted to be a part of the elite. And that's what they do. They they do that and they get you involved with all that stuff. And you have to do all these sacrifices and stuff. It makes no sense. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't get that. You know, like you said, she had everything already going for her. And then she goes and sells herself out. And, and for what? Yep. What are you going to get? That's how I tell people. I, I always tell people, you know, just remember, you know, you know, the devil creates many illusions in this world. The greatest illusion that he has created in this world is making people believe he doesn't exist. Because if he can make you that he believe that he doesn't exist. He can make you believe that God doesn't exist. Exactly. Easily. Exactly. You're, you're dead on right. And that's exactly, that's what he does. And, um, now we started it so young, you know, uh, the parents aren't parents anymore. It's like the kids are the parents and that's what we have to accept. It's all the things that everything that they want us to accept in this country is against God, everything. And it's like, you know, you even have to force to do this and call people the pronoun. I'm not going to do that. I'm uh, going to call you definitely. what you are exactly. and I'm not going to do And that's just how it is. You know, I've, uh, I've lived this life. straight out too. Like I've, I've got, I've gotten into conversations with complete strangers. Cause I call like, there's, there's one gentleman, he dresses like a girl and says, he's a, uh, he's a woman. He's a girl. I'm like, no, sir. I was like, I'm sorry, but 
you know, you can do whatever you want to the outside of your body, but you cannot change the inside of your body. You can't change your chromosomes. Your chromosomes still show that you're a male and you, and, and you know, and that's the biggest thing about the human body. You know, every living thing is made to serve a purpose in this world. It's created to do what the, the great designer, the great, the great Lord had created to do. As I, and granted, there are species of frogs that can change their sex, but that's yeah. how they're created. It's that's like right. Humans are not created in, in that likeness. We were created in the image of God, and we were created to serve a purpose. And if you don't want to accept that, and you don't want to serve your purpose, then I'm sorry. You, if, I, I tell you, you know, if you want a wordly term for it, you are mentally ill and you <laughs> yep. need help. There you go. That and that's what and that's that right there. Just that alone. I promise you, every person that feels that way is either on medication or, or should be, or is in some kind of mental health treatment or whatever. And they're led to believe these things, man, because they look on TV and say, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, like a guy. Oh, this girl didn't like me. I must be gay or whatever." And mm-hmm. and they go and do that. But I like what you said about the frogs, man. You know, a lot of people don't know that it's. Right. Yeah. It's either there's there's more. There's so many more female or male than what it is, and they have to do that. You're right. And they and they do that. Uh, It's one of them little things that I saw somewhere on a nature show or something like. But and you're right. And I tell people, you know, the the scary thing is, yeah, I tell people, you know, you you, I'd say take a take a look at the book Jurassic Park. The concept, the scientific concept of taking dinosaur DNA and recreating the, the dinosaurs. Not many people actually know we have that technology to do that. As a matter of fact, the first dinosaur that scientists are bringing back is a, a chicken. It's the ancestor to the chicken. They call it a chicken source. Right. That is the first dinosaur that they're bringing back. And I tell people, you be careful because in a few years when that first dinosaur comes, they ain't nothing going to stop them from recreating the rest of them. No. Nope. Lord forbid. Lord forbid. What happened in Jurassic Park happens in real life. And it could. And that's what, and, and that goes with the science. You know, there are God fearing scientists. I do know that, but most, oh, yeah. but most are not. And so they, you're out here creating something that God didn't create is, is the thing. It's just like well, a man I mean, wanting to be a woman. Created, or but he got rid of it. Right. Got rid of it. Right. And then, the of, he got rid of that. Exactly. I mean, we, he had to for us to be able to, to coexist with him. And you're he, talking like, about cloning. Mm-hmm. But not yeah the cloning but they're they're doing it with a, a chicken it's a he's talking about a chicken source it's the first thing that they're getting enough money and all these different things for to to be able to do it and i have no problem it. i have no problem with cl- cloning but when it comes to cloning humans or, cl- or 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 cloning something that they should not be playing with then right. that's what crosses the line now i can understand if we can make the technology to clone body parts like hearts livers kidneys wonderful you know that's a gift from god we can recreate these things and put them in people and save people's lives but recreating a whole human being and playing god with it no no i agree with that and even if you know um an animal that you loved i mean maybe but even then uh, there would probably be some kind of when they did the sheep and stuff, wasn't there problems with them? Like something with the yes, uh, Dolly the sheep Dolly, in Dolly 2016. Yeah. yeah, when they cloned Dolly, the issue they had with was the clone it? was that the clone um, started developing some kind of um, I forgot what they called it. It was an internal issue, and mm-hmm. the body started shutting down. Yeah, I knew it was something. Um, all right, guys, we're coming up on 60 minutes. We're going to cut this thing. Thank you. Uh, was this Joel I was talking to just then? Um, or is this Mr. Enigma? This is Mr. Enigma. Okay, Mr. Enigma. Okay, I want to make sure I got you right. Thank you for joining us, man. Um, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate we don't, your time by the good Lord. Not uh, many shows here, dude. No, uh, we try to. I haven't been on here as much lately because we got so much going on, man. Um, I feel you. And then we, uh, I'm going to start doing them on video, and I'm really um, excited about tomorrow. As everybody know, I'm doing. My, my first video podcast with a guy by the name of Philip Paz. If you don't know who he is, he's an actor, singer, uh, veteran. Um, he's a great guy, and we're going to do one tomorrow. It'll be my first one coming out. And so I won't be on Podbean as much, but we will jump on here every now and then as much as we can. Nick, thank you, buddy. I haven't talked to you in a while. Good to see you, man. Um, and uh, can everybody else hear me best? Since you couldn't hear me, I'm not sure why. 
Um, but anybody, anything, anybody else, man, y'all, thank y'all so much for coming by. God bless you. And remember, man, just keep your faith in the Lord. Um, right. We need it. And I promise you, the more of us that have that faith, we send it all up and it all comes back down and we change things in the world. Even if it's just little things, man, we can change them. Um, you know, the rich and the powerful, they got there for a reason. I don't want to be rich and powerful if it takes me away from God because uh, that's what hell is to be to be apart from God. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with that in the world. It's just about what you do with it. So yeah, we love y'all. <laughs> Thank you, man. God bless y'all. And we'll talk to y'all next time. God bless y'all and everybody yeah. here, including you, uh, yeah. our good host. Uh, may the peace of the good Lord be with y'all always and y'all be safe. Thank you so much. See you, Nick. <laughs>